Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 9. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. I'm Sam. And Chris. So yesterday, West Ham United nil, Tottenham Hotspur 1. So a fantastic away yeah, result yeah. for us. Um, always good to win someone else's cup final as well. <laughs> um, so we've got lots to talk about today. So let's start with that game. Um, tough game going into it. It's always difficult when we play West Ham. They've caused us really over the last three or four seasons quite a lot of problems mm-hmm. um, we haven't been very comfortable against them for a while uh, they always seem to raise their game and we always seem to get caught up in the tension and the atmosphere of the fact that it's a derby um, so they're normally pretty tight games which actually yesterday's one was as well it was quite a tight game yeah. um, Sissoko came into the side which was an interesting one quite a surprising one so it was Sissoko, Dyer and Winks as a midfield three and then Lamella, Kane and Lucas as, as the front three. So um, interesting to see Sissoko come in. I think everyone was quite shocked, really, when the, the t- sides were um, announced. But he was fantastic, Moussa Sissoko, really. Yes, From minute one until he was substituted off, he was powerful, he was athletic, he was positive. He was simple with the ball, which is something that he always tends to do the impossible and you think, actually, like know what type of player you are and just play to your strengths. And did that brilliantly yesterday. Uh, I would probably say that was his best game in a Spurs shirt. What, what do we think? Yeah, definitely. And definitely. I thought that that balance of him, Dyer and Winks in the centre of the park was, was excellent. So let's start and I want to talk a little bit about Harry Winks. Uh, obviously played for England um, in the week in the victory over Spain, which was massive. Um, Sam, you're a big, you're a big Winks fan. I am, yeah. He was, he was outstanding. It's not really something that I was surprised about. The performances that he's been... Um, churning out since he started getting in the team. Um, what I did like especially was one thing that he lacks a little bit is running with the ball um, when he gets it and he seemed to in the game in midfield get the ball and start running past people and driving mm-hmm. forward instead of doing the safe pass and going sideways but he was he was outstanding as always. I always think when you're playing against a team where they're going to have a lot of men behind the ball your midfield players have to run with it because otherwise you just end up going side to side and you can't really penetrate their back line whereas he was brilliant when he was getting it driving past Noble he must have gone past Noble six or seven times it's not hard is it? Um, which is fantastic and, and Chris what are your thoughts on Eric Dyer are you a fan of his? I like Eric Dyer he's, he's aggressive he's a good passer of the ball I must say I prefer him in that central midfield position compared to being a centre back mm-hmm. where he where he's been before, because um, he has in the past sort of been a little bit error prone. But I like him a lot. He mm. he kind of like sets the tone for a match when he goes flying in with the tackles yeah. and he's yeah he puts himself about. So I yeah. like him. Yeah, he's what you want in a derby as well. Oh yeah, that is literally you know the first twenty minutes of those games is going to be a yeah. big battle. It, I want to mention as well his challenge on Ramos <laughs> oh, yeah. for England against brilliant. Spain, which was brilliant. Apparently, he's a legend in Barcelona. Now, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was magnificent, wasn't it? Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, but um, the three of them, it really worked well. Like they kept the ball well, they kept it moving. They were strong as well, and I think that Potts probably looked at that and has gone, "What a West Ham strength! They're quite a direct team. They're good from set plays." Yeah. So he'll chuck Sissoko in for that kind of game, which made perfect sense. The goal was fantastic. Um, so he gets played up the right hand side. It's Sissoko. Yep. Uh, he beats his man. He then cuts back onto his left foot. Hangs a lovely ball in. Lamella's made a fantastic late run. Glancing header. Balls in the back of the net. One nil. Great celebration from Lamella as well. Given it Love to the home fans. Lovely mm-hmm. that was. Um, but it was a super, super, super finish from Lamella. Yep. Who, match of the day on their analysis, they picked him out. He, he was fantastic again, Eric Lamella. 
I like him. I th- I've, I've always liked him as a player. Mm. Um, it's just the consistency factor and the injuries he's had has mm. let him down. He's got seven goals in his last nine games now for Spurs, yeah. which is a fantastic return. Yesterday was only his first league start of the season. Should, should he be starting more games given how good that return is? I think he will, but then it's it's hard to shoehorn him, Ali and Ericsson into the team, I think. And I think Lucas. I think that's the problem Some, yeah. as well. You know? I mean, you, that was a good stat you said about Jack Wheelchair, weren't it? About him uh, yeah. in the last... Um, yeah, Lamella's got seven goals in nine games and Jack Wilshere's got seven goals in five years. So it puts <laughs> yeah. it into, into perspective. Um, Harry Kane yesterday, there's always a lot of talk about him. Is he fully fit? Because I mean, he's our, really he's our only centre-forward. I thought he was very isolated and he looked very jaded yesterday. Um, his hold-up play in the second half was fantastic. He got us out so many times where West Ham were putting a lot of pressure on us. We'd clear the ball, it'd go up to him just inside their half and he'd win us a free kick and we'd get up the pitch. I thought his hold-up play was brilliant, but he didn't seem to have that sharpness with the ball up running at players. And You know when he just seems to hit the ball as soon as it falls to him? There just wasn't, there wasn't that yesterday. We gave, we gave the ball away quite a lot in the final third yesterday and, and everyone was guilty of that. And... We had a lot of good openings when there was like, you know, three on a three and, and maybe, you know, three against four defenders. And we just didn't find the right pass and create the right opening. You know, it should have gone left and it went right and people weren't in the right position. And I think that was the only slight criticism I've got from yesterday. Yeah. Hugo made a couple of fantastic saves as well. There was the header from Arnautovic, which was after about 55 minutes, which honestly watching it, I thought it was in. You could just see the ball going towards the top corner. You thought, oh, and the last minute, Hugo's hand comes out and tips it over the bar, which was brilliant. And he made the save right at the death again from Anatovic, where that was it was a nice save. ball through really from one. Yeah, 1v1. One really Sanchez was there and probably just did enough as well to put him off. And excellent goalkeeping. Shot stopping yesterday was fantastic yeah. from, from Hugo. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on Hugo as a goalkeeper, as the captain? I don't really have a bad word to say about him on the pitch. I mean, um, I think it's really affected him, everyone knows what what he did and the mistakes he's made. I think it's really affected him mentally. Um, But I don't think his performances have dropped off drastically or as much as people are saying they are. If he's not in goal in that game, we don't get three points. Because I don't think there's not many keepers... But well, it's not keepers at Spurs that I think would have made that save in that situation. Is he a world class keeper? Yeah, world cup winner. Would you Absolutely. put him, put him in the category cup. of of world class? Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't. Would I wouldn't put him up there as one of the best in the world. But for a captain to win the world cup, he's he's up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You see, the thing is for me with Hugo is you, the shot stopping. You can't question it. For me, there's like, no like he he makes saves that are absolutely incredible, and you think, wow, how's he saved that? Mm. And he's saved us a lot of points with those saves over the years. But for me, the question mark's always been the decision making in the big games. And if you think back to the errors he has made, there are very few where it's a pretty tame shot and it's got he's fumbled it in. Mm. It's always been a cross, and has he come out at the right time or he's given the ball away at the back? It's always though that that's the area for me where. There's uh, there is a lot of improvement that he needs to make. His shot stopping is as good as as good as you can Anyone, get. Yeah, good as you can get. But you think back to Barca. You think back to games against City in the past. Chelsea away last year. Like there's yeah. a lot of times where he makes the wrong decision. It it does cost us goals. So that's my only area with him. I'm a bit like, 
He yeah. needs to improve in that I aspect. Think, but fantastic yesterday. Yeah, I think it's difficult because, especially with him, he comes from the generation of kind of Petr Cech's era where sweeper-keeper didn't really exist when he started. Yeah. And coming to the Premier League, as a foreign keeper, is difficult enough. You see it with De Gea and other yeah, people yeah. that have come over. And to transition into that position, almost, you see Cech's not doing very well with it. Mm. I think it is difficult. He has got room for improvement, but, yeah, I think he's... yeah. yeah. Ericsson and Dembele were both on the bench yesterday. Both came on as well, so it's great to have them back. Chris, you're a big Ericsson fan, aren't you? So yeah, it's, good, love, it's good for him to be back in the side now. I love Ericsson. He, got, he only got a couple of minutes, but I, I love the fact that he came on even just for two minutes because it rubbed salt in the wound. We beat West Ham. We didn't have Ericsson playing very yeah. much. No Dembele, no Vertonghen. Yeah. And, and we Ali. still we yeah. still beat them. No Ali. And that, that's fantastic. So... Looking forward to um to when he gets back yeah. to full fitness. I think having those two back in, given the fixture congestion that there is coming up, we're mm. going to need all those players. It's a tough month, isn't it? Yeah, we've got some real big games coming mm. up. So I mean, Ericsson's one of our key players. Oh, right. but he has been really ever since he's joined. Um, so it's great to have him back. And Dembele as well, just another dimension to the midfield. He just brings something a little bit different. Yeah, um, and he's been used slightly differently this season. It's more of a coming on and shutting games out type mm. thing which is interesting but it was good for both of them to be back uh, and I want to talk about Toby as well because obviously he he's not one that divides opinion on the pitch because one of the best centre-halves that we've had for a long long time um, some fans believe that we should have sold him in the summer some don't but he was fantastic yesterday like he's Firstly, the amount of headers that he won, and you're up against like a, a physical striker in and out of it. Like he, he battered him in the air for most of the game. Some of his last ditch defending was incredible as well. His clearances, which we were talking about yeah. during the game, weren't we? That you always feel like if he's got, if he's trapped in his own corner, he somehow still manages to get the ball halfway in the opposition half. It's yeah. pretty incredible, his clearances as well. If you're trapped in the right-back or the left-back position as a central defender, you've got to put your foot through it, yeah. but you've got to go line. Yeah. There's no point in trying to play it in at the middle. You've, yeah. got to put, you've got to play the percentages. But him and Sanchez looked solid yesterday, which was good, yeah. because they actually, as a, as a pair, haven't played many games together. No, they haven't. And they didn't, they didn't look very comfortable. I can't remember what game they played together what was the last one but they didn't look comfortable at all um, but it was good to see because it's a I know West Ham are nowhere near us on ability but it's a really tough place to go for Spurs yeah. away to West Ham with the crowd and the physicality and almost the nastiness of the match I thought for especially again for Sanchez he's 22 years old yeah. and the maturity shown in these big games to play alongside Toby and have that partnership so strong, I think it's really good. Yeah, and it's difficult because they're both right-footed centre-halves, yeah, so one of difficult. them's got to play on the left, which I know you might think, oh, what's the difference? But if you're used to playing in a position, if you're used to being a right centre-back for most of your career, to then swap over to the other side, it, it does yeah. make a difference. So that that was great. You know, clean yeah. sheet is fantastic. Trippier and Davis were fairly solid defence, but they didn't get forward much yesterday because they didn't have that much of an opportunity to, but... You know what? It was just a case of one bit of quality, get in front, hold what you've got and stand up and don't be bullied and win your headers and win your battles. And I thought we did that really well, especially the last 20 minutes where they started to put a lot of pressure on us. It was good. It was was great to see the game out. Um, So yeah, West Ham nil, Spurs one. On to the next one, which is PSV. So we've got a massive Champions League game uh, middle of next week, uh, away to PSV. Obviously, we've had two defeats from two so far. I mean, this is this is a must-win game, isn't it? Oh, we we have to win. 
Um, of course we do. We've got to win both of these games to stand any chance of getting through. I mean, a bit of bad news yesterday, as far as I'm concerned, was Messi getting injured for Barcelona because he's out the uh, two Inter games now. With a, I think he's got a broken arm. Um, Three weeks. And, you know, that's... In maybe could get a draw in one of them games. If they get a draw in one of them games, then it's going to be hard for us to get. But then through. on the flip side, I'd say to you, if if Barca didn't have Messi, do you think we'd get anything out of those games? Because I still don't think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, honest. no. I, I mean, going back to the game before, when the four two loss, you know, yeah, they were superb. But having Ericsson and Ali in the team, a bit more firepower up front, you know, I've got, I'm quite confident in our team. But I think to Pierce. PSV are no mug team, you know. They're not they're, doing they're, the Champions League. They're yeah. they're a good team. They're top of the Dutch league, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be hard to beat them on on Wednesday. Yeah. It's still gonna be difficult. Yeah. Chris, what have you made of our Champions League campaign so far? Well, we knew it was gonna be tough. It's not as strong as um, obviously last year. Um, I really don't want to drop into the Europa League. So if we can win and keep our hopes alive of qualifying for the knockouts, then then that would be amazing. But I don't think we've actually played that badly in, in any of the games. But we, we don't really have much to show for it, unfortunately. And that's why it's the top-level European yeah. competition. You get yeah. punished. We saw that last year against Juventus. We yeah. we probably... I think we were the better team over two legs, but mm-hmm. two, three minutes in the second leg, we, we switched yeah. off and they punished us for it. And we need to be on our game because if we're not, then PSV will, will punish us. Yeah. Yeah, Inter Milan only just beat PSV as well in that game. So that it, it's what you were saying, that they're, they're not a mug team. It's going to be no, tough. I, and to, you know what? We have to beat PSV home and away, really. And then, really, we've got to beat Inter. So we need to win our next oh, three. We have to. Yeah. But I think, I think, yeah, the Inter result was a disaster. There's, there's no way of, of glossing over that. It was, you know, to, to go into the last five minutes winning and then losing. Yeah. It was, you know, we'd be sitting there now and we'd have three points, the same as Inter. We'd be going in the PSV games. They're playing Barcelona. We'd be confident of being, you know, four or six points in front of them coming yeah. in the, the, the second Inter game, you know. Yeah we'd be in a much stronger position and it's just playing badly for five minutes. Mm. A bit like we did against Juventus last yeah, year. Yeah, it, it, it'd be a tough game, but I, I still think we're a better side than PSV. Mm. I still yeah, think that, you know, like we're going into both those games as the favourite team. 100%. There's, yeah. le- there's levels to the group and I think we're light years ahead of Inter Milan's team. I was shocked to see how average... I know we lost the game, but I was shocked to see how average they were. Um, given they're an Italian giant, basically. And PSV are a no mug team, but I, I think we've got to realise how good we are. Mm. Like, we, I expect us, and I think we will go to PSV comfortably win both of them games. Mm. And you've got, you've got to, as much as you've got to be careful in the Champions League, you've got to back yourself and play to what you're good at and try and play to your strengths and not worry so much about what the other team are doing. Yeah. Do you think we're going to qualify out of the Champions League group? Yeah. You do, Sam? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident, yeah. I don't think we're going to, unfortunately. What do you think, Chris? Outside, we've got an outside chance. This next game is pivotal. If we don't yeah. win, if we draw, then that's it for yeah. me. But if we win, we've still got a slight chance of qualifying. Yeah. I think, I think I we've th- got a man in the climb. I think if we win the away game Wednesday, I think we'll qualify. I think Wednesday's the game because yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'm confident, you know, at Wembley will beat PSV. <laughs> yes. And I agree with you, what we saw of Inter in that away game, I like oh, to think oh. we'll beat them at home. We would mm. then probably still, 
there's, a, there's an outside chance we'd need to get something at Barca, potentially in that last game. We'd need to go yeah, and get a draw sure. or something. Um, but Barca, you'd assume, will already be through then. So, mm. you know, I just think the Wednesday night, the away game, that is the real the tough one. Yeah. I think PSV at home and Inter at home, they're both winnable games for us, definitely. But we'll see what happens there. And with the players coming back as well, it gives us a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. And Deli Ali's back in training as well. I think yeah, Wednesday fantastic. will probably be a bit too soon for him. But having him back as well will be yeah. fantastic. Because although we haven't been playing brilliantly, I don't think we've been as poor as everyone's made out the last few weeks and we've been winning. But having Ali back just brings something else. That Ali-Kane partnership up yeah. front is big game to say. And we've missed massively. Uh, and our next league game is Man City. Um, that's an easy one on the Monday night um, well, we'll actually go above Man City if we beat them yeah. in the league so we said, yeah. we're currently two points behind the league leaders um, and they've been playing some unbelievable football I mean their 5-0 win over Burnley and the goals in that game were terrifying and that could have been 7-8-0 yeah. easily yesterday we lost this fixture last season 3-1 at home uh, we were pretty poor that night actually looking back and we didn't really go into that game with much belief it was sort of a frustrating I think we were a little bit in awe of them when we played them last mm. season uh, and, and they took three points at Wembley it's going to be a tough game it'll be uh, probably our biggest test of the season including Barcelona yeah. I think it'll be our biggest test of the season they're, like I said they're playing some fantastic football De Bruyne's back now as well for them he <laughs> came on against Burnley so Having him back for them is obviously massive. They can't all play though, Jack. That's, that's true. One no, consolation. Three, three of them can come on though. That's that's three of them, yeah, they're, they're, only fourteen can play, so that's one consolation. It's going to be it'll be a tough game. I mean, even if we can avoid defeat in that game, and just sort of we're still only be two points off City, I think that won't be a too bad a result. To I be think we will take a draw. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely take yeah. a point in that game. Or would you not say? Oh, no, I'd take a draw because the level that City are playing, but I don't want us to go into the game want playing a for a draw. Mm, yeah. Every team that's played City this year so far have gone into the game and played for the draw. They've got nothing to lose. We're expected to lose the game. Go and take the games so and get at them. I think, that's, I think that's how you've got to approach it. Well, I think only a, a couple of teams this season have really taken the game to exactly. them. I mean, even because Liverpool played them a few weeks ago and it was 0-0 and Liverpool didn't really no, take they the game to them as you would. There's two teams that have, which have been Lyon, who turned them mm. over in the Champions League, and Wolves, who got, got a draw with them. Yeah. They've been the two sides and they've basically gone, look, you've got a brilliant attack. We're not going to be able to contain it. We're going to try and get at your defence and mm. ask you a few questions. But... They're a top side. It's going to it's be, going to be, it's going to be a yeah. tough game. Great game. Uh, what if you had to make a prediction for that game? I'm going to have a draw because I was negative on the Champions League, so I'm going for a draw Monday night. I think we'll just come up short. I think it'll be mm. a close game, but I think we'll just just lose. What do you think, Chris? I'll go for a one-one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be positive. I oh, I want. I think they'll turn us over. To be honest, I think they'll beat us by a couple of goals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're just they're on another level City <laughs> the thing I don't want us to do is I don't want us to sit back and yes, do what we did against Liverpool because yeah. last year against Liverpool 4-1 we were out the blocks we were at them we attacked them this year we sat back and we were we were a bit too afraid of them and if we do that against Spot City it will be five, six, seven yeah. goals. Yeah. I want us to get into them and actually put them on the back foot. We're the home team. We want something out of the game. And against Liverpool, we were so front. There was all this talk in the press about Firmino, Salah and uh, Mane mm-hmm. and what a great trio that was. And we just sat back and let them attack. But yeah. if we let City do that, then God knows what yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's, get, let's get in their faces yeah, and try and get something. 
I agree with that. And all of these top teams, if you get at their defence, especially given the way they play, because they're so open city, they leave mm. they leave you one v one. They're quite happy for to say to you, okay, Kane versus company, we'll leave that as a one on one. Yes. And it it does always give you a chance, but the problem is you never got the ball. That's <laughs> so <laughs> difficult. That's the problem. So, so I mean, we we've got quite. I just wrote the next few fixtures down. Actually, we've got quite a hard little spell coming up because. Um, the next five matches, we've got City, Chelsea, and Woolwich mm. in them in them games. So that's quite. But when we get to the, when we when once we played Woolwich, we'd have played then five games at home, and we'd have played an incredible nine away. Mm. So you know, that's and right even on. now we're sitting and we played six away now, and we're sitting where we are, and we played six away. That is so that's that is so that's it's total form. I mean, you know, well. six games away, five wins and one defeat. It's you brilliant. Know. But who yeah. really, apart from Liverpool, have we played? Good point. We've played Man United. Liverpool, Man U. Ah, well. So that's that's we've what generally happens. We've had a few. West Ham away is always a difficult game. We, we've got Wolves and Palace coming up away. There's no easy away games, whatever mm. you look, you know. But then, you know, you're looking after the Woolwich game. We've got Southampton at home, Leicester, hopefully Burnley in the new ground. And then Everton, and then over Christmas, Bournemouth and uh, Wolves again. So... There's a few winnable games. Yeah. If we can get yeah. through the next five games without too much damage yeah. or you know even doing really well, I've um, always you know. felt like October November is when we start to hit our form as yeah. well, right under Poch the last. Yeah. It's always been a bit of a slow start, and it's been a slow yeah. start this year, but it's been a winning been slow winning. start. That's the best start, isn't yeah. it? Really, and that, that's been yeah. the difference. It's not been the fluid football that we've been used to, but mm. we've been getting the results. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, what it's I mean, a so good if, sign. If yeah. we now start to up how we're playing, you'd like to think in those bigger games we stand a bit more of a chance. And I think we've been a little bit unlucky with injuries as well. Yeah, start we have the season. You know, and I think we've done well to manage that and juggle the squad. We've not got the biggest squad, we all know that, but sometimes you get other players who might get a chance mm. and then they, they come in and they do the well. And, and, you know. said, yeah. Yeah. So there's positives to that as well. I yeah, think. I think it's perspective. I mean, these runs most first fans look at and are worried about the teams we're going to play, yeah, but I, I look at it as an exciting month. It's yes. a chance for this great squad to show what level we can play at. And I'm, I, I'm confident in every single game Spurs play now that we can win it. So I think that, that month could be a um, really good yeah. run of fixtures for us. And I also think as well, because there was a bit of a meltdown when we lost to Liverpool, yeah. um, that it's all the top teams this season are going to take points off each other. You saw it yesterday. United were a minute away from winning at the bridge, which mm. hasn't happened since Ferguson's gone. Mm, yeah. And like before that game, no one really would have thought United would get anything out Not of that game. So I think all the top sides are going to take points off each other. I'm confident we're going to go to the big away games this season and get points. Do the same, and yeah. I think teams will feel the same when they come to Wembley. They can yeah. come and get points. So I think it's a... A case of if we do drop points home or away against the bigger sides to not panic because everyone's going to take points yeah, off of each other. Definitely. This Hopefully Wembley only for a few more games. That's true. Hopefully only for a few more. Um, we started talking really about the season so far. So Chris, as you mentioned, this is the best start to the Premier League season that we've had. What's the aim now this season, do you think? It's up to us really, isn't it? To kind of set the standard. You know, we go back into this old debate of top four or a trophy you know let's let's try for both yeah. let's just try and um try and give our all in every competition we play in yeah. basically and then see how the season plays out but ideally we want to go further in the champions league 
get to the knockout stages, go one step further, maybe get to the quarters, win a trophy and get second or third. That'd be mm. the top that'd be the top aim mm-hmm. probably. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I agree with most of what Chris said basically. We need to approach every competition the way you need to look at teams like City and how they approach everything and do the same thing. You have that winning mentality. I think with the way like you say, the way we're not actually playing, I don't think we've played that great this season yet, and we're two points off the top. We've still got to go for the league. We're in it. We're in the league on a bad performance basis, and you've got to take that approach into all the cups. But I, I think it's a fantastic start. I'm to the with season. you on that. That looking at it, I think at the start of the season they looked at it and they would have gone the aim probably top three. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. I think that's what they would have looked yeah. at. Yeah. in this before a, a ball was kicked. kicked. Now. I think the aim to win the league. Yeah, I think two two points, nine games in, two points off the top. You beat City and you go above them. How can the aim at the minute where we are not be to win the league? I'm not saying that that if we don't achieve that at the end of the season, it won't be a good year. Yeah, no, but if no. that's not the aim, you have to aim high. What's the yeah, point exactly? Like, if, exactly. The aim, if the aim yeah. is not to win the league, what yeah. is the point? Well, <laughs> if you're in the competition, you're aiming to win it, aren't you? Exactly. I, I, I've looked at the other the, the other teams. I've not seen. I try and avoid watching Woolwich when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, City, yeah, are a class above everyone. There's no doubt about that. I don't think Liverpool are as good a team as everyone's saying no, they are. Not, not. Um, Chelsea have got their limitations. If you can stop Hazard playing, mm. where are all the goals going to come from from Chelsea? Actually, yeah, I did that, that. That's, that's a bit well, of an issue. On that, actually, interestingly, yesterday, United's approach against Chelsea wasn't to stop Hazard. They yeah. sort of left that. It was to they put Mata as a man marker on Jorginho, yeah. the midfielder, who he is an unbelievable player. Jorginho is he's absolutely Baller. fantastic. And you'd think, when we play Chelsea, can you drop an Ericsson or, Ali or yeah. someone in on there? Because that, that's, that's the hub of where I they think, play. I think trophies are what count, but after reading today in the paper that the, the, the club's extended the loan on the mm. ground to 500 million, Champions League for the clubs, you know, it's quite vital. And, yeah. You know, it is going to be tight. You know, four from six at the end of the day, mm-hmm. unless Woolwich or Chelsea win the Euro. You know, win the Thursday yeah. Cup. You know, they might do. Um, I think um, it's still going to be difficult to be in the top four, but we're good enough to do it. We're good enough. Yeah, we're, I we're think good I can't enough definitely. Good enough to do I think it. definitely. I've, I think we're, we're going to have to be. We're going to have to steal over our A game, but we're, but we're good enough mm, to finish. I think in the top we're a better four. team than Arsenal. We're a better team than United, and we're a better team than Chelsea, and we're about on par with Liverpool I, so yeah, far I, this I, season. Yeah. I think I think Man United are always with Mourinho and, and how it's gone this year they'll have their good spells but then they'll go into meltdown on yeah, certain games yeah, and we'll absolutely. see how Liverpool do when they have a few draws because they'll all be whinging and mm, they'll have a meltdown I, I don't think anyone's going to get anywhere in this City I'm going to say now that City will win the title by 10 points mm. really? but you never know because I think obviously City will want to win the Premier League but yeah. I think that the big challenge from Champions for City League. and yeah. what the owners Champions want. The League. owners want the Champions League yeah. because that's the only thing they've not won. Yeah. So I think if it comes down to a case of prioritising, the Champions League will be the one. Yeah. However, having Definitely. said that, their squad is so good and so teams. big that their second team can probably win the Premier yeah. League. But if you look at the Champions League, Jack, once you've got through the last 16 and you're in the quarterfinals, you know, the quarters, the semis and the final... They're played over three months. Spread You've got out, five yeah. games over three months. So then you say, right, well, we prioritise the Champions League and we'll put out like a reservish team for the FA Cup. Reserve team which consists of... Jesus, Yeah, exactly. So there you are. So there you are, you know. But you never know. Like, you know, Alex Ferguson always used to say, 
get to the new year, if you're within even 10 points in you're January, in you've got a chance at winning the league. Definitely. So that's what we've got to do. Just yeah. try and stay as close as we can to the mm. teams at yeah. the top. Yeah. Yeah. Time for the we are, Tot- we are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. So this week, it's a quiz with a bit of a twist. Um, so our quiz master, Simon Mitchell, was actually at the NFL this weekend. Um, <laughs> so have a nice time, Simon. So friend of the show, Carl Woodbridge, oh uh, has written in with a slightly different quiz this week. So it's not, can you name the players in the team? It's, can you name Spurs' top 10 Premier League golf scorers? Ooh. So it's, well, a, it's a good one from Carl. I like Carl. Um, so I guess you, the easiest way is probably to start at the top strikers. and try and work your way down. Start get pen and paper. Tens. Start with strikers. You, uh, so you, you start off. You start off. Name a few, and then we'll go from there. Kane. Yeah. So Harry Kane's number one. Kane. Um, Defoe. Sheringham. So Teddy Sheringham is number two. How many goals do you reckon he scored? Teddy for us in the league. I think it's under a hundred. I think it's about ninety. I'm gonna guess. Ninety-nine. Oh, oh, right. Chris, you said one there as well. Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. He's, he's third on the list with how many goals do you reckon he scored? Uh, 110. Oh, no, in the Premier League, 91 for Spurs. Just Premier League goals, yeah. Just, Just Premier League right. for Spurs. So, who we got? Three? Three. Kane, Sheringham, and Keane. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. yeah, he's actually joint with Robbie Keane on okay. 91 as well. So, we've got okay. to think about forwards still. Everson. Great start. <laughs> Stephanie is ninth on the list. Yeah, Stephanie oh, well. Okay, with uh, 37. Bur- really? Berbatov's not on it. He only played for us for two years, didn't he? Yeah, so. Berbatov's so not on the list. Celez. Yeah. Les Ferdinand, not on the list. Oh, um, Right, right, right. Think, think, think. I've got one, Chris Armstrong. Mm. Chris Armstrong, he's, he's fifth on that list. So he's behind Chris Armstrong, Keenan Armstrong. Defoe. How many goals did Chrissy Armstrong got for us? 50? That's not a bad guess, actually. 48 goals wow. Chris Armstrong. It was decent centre-forward, Chris Armstrong. Mm. So, right, four. I'm trying to... So, let's... Midfielders. Midfielders. Ericsson. Ericsson? Christian Ericsson is seventh on the list. Okay. He's scored 41 goals for All right, us. Alright, so opened up behind it. I've got, I've got, Bale. I think I've got. Uh, Bale, yeah. Gareth Bale. I was, gonna sh- be, I was just yeah. going to shout Bale. Bale, yeah. Gareth Bale, number six with 43, so he's got two more than Ericsson. So I think Ericsson's three goals away from more Premier League goals than Bale got for That's us. Ridiculous. So how many have we got? Um, you've got, got eight. eight. So you've got Harry Kane, Teddy Sheridan, Robbie Keane, Jermaine Defoe, Chris Armstrong, Gareth Bale, Christian Ericsson, and Stefan Everson. I don't want to mention his name, but he might be on the list. Ah. <sighs> I don't want to mention this name. One of Sam's favourite strikers. One of the greatest. Emmanuel Adebayor. Emmanuel Adebayor. What is a striker? On the list. What's a striker? He's 10th on the list with 34 goals. What a player. I also want to mention the fact that when Cole sent this quiz over to me, he didn't write Adebayor or 34. (laughs) He wrote wrote Oxygen Thief. So one short. We've got one more to get. Striker, midfielder, Um, old midfielder. Midfielder. Gus Poirier. Going back a few oh, oh, is a great chap, but it's not oh, him. Oh, it was unlucky. It's not him. Okay. Oh, um, oh, Darren Anderton. Darren Anderton. It's not. <laughs> oh, not Darren Anderton. Not is Darren it, Anderton. Say again, was it a striker? It's a midfield player. It's not uh, David, is it? David Ginola. 
He it's not. <laughs> he only scored about twenty odd goals. Not for a yeah, yeah, yeah. Young, yeah, he's, he's a young player. He's not like a what, Deli Alley. Deli Alley. Oh, Del Boy. Deli Alley. Eight oh, on the list. Del Boy. Thirty-eight yeah. goals. Legends in there. So there you go. So <laughs> that that list. Number one, Harry Kane with one hundred and thirteen. Number two, Teddy Sheringham with ninety-nine. That's good. Number three, tied Robbie King and Jermaine Defoe, both yeah. with ninety-one. Yeah. Fifth is Chris Armstrong with 48. Sixth is Gareth Bale with 43. Seventh, Christian Eriksen with 41. Eighth, Deli Alley with 38. Mm-hmm. Ninth, Stephen Everson, that's a great shout, with 37. Mm-hmm. And tenth, Adebayor with 34. So, great quiz, Carl. Yeah, Thanks a lot for sending yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great one. That's a good one. Some, some, some great strikers down the years there, <laughs> yeah. some great players down the years there great as well. Players. I still find it strange looking at that thing, Chris Armstrong scored more Premier League goals than Bale. The Spurs, mm. it just feel, it yeah, feels weird. Like Didn't expect Ericsson yeah. to be as high up as he was. Yeah, and Deli Alley's eighth on that list already. Baller. Already. And how many did he got? 30 or 38. Strongly. Yeah, it's, it's only in his fourth season. The young yeah, it's incre- incredible. He's got more more goals than Adebayor for Spurs in the Premier League. That's that incredible, isn't it? We've got a few listener questions yep. uh, to ask you. Um, so I'll come to you first. So Richard Stanton on Facebook has said, which current member of the squad, excluding Kane, does the pod think future fans will look back on as one of the true greats to have played for the mighty Tottenham? Cool. I can't remember. It's a great question. Great question, great Richard. Question. Probably Ericsson. Ericsson? What makes you say that? I just think for the money we paid for him, and he's consistent. Yeah. I think I think he's consistent, and hopefully we can add Ali to that list at some mm. point as well. But I think the consistency is what's... As a fan, you'd like to see someone go out there and, and give their best mm. in the game. He's been accused of going missing in the big games, but I think he's now putting that one to bed. Mm. Any, any other names game. that you want to throw in? Suit Jan. Ever since he's signed for the club, he's been outstanding. Mm. He mm. would definitely miss him when he, mm. when he moves on. So Lloris, because yeah. compared, yeah. compared to the keepers we've had over the years, Don't he's know. shoulders above, head and shoulders above a lot of them, so... Mm. Yeah. yeah. In 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 the day of the seventy million pound goalkeeper now, you yeah. Know, mm. you know, it's uh, ASD on Twitter has said, "Are we wrong about Sissoko? Is he right for specific opposition and not others?" Yes. Sam, what do you think? Yes, I think that's a good point. To be fair, I think we do. Um, we do like to laugh at Sissoko technically <laughs> during games, which I think is still a little bit harsh. But I think he he is one of them players for certain games. Well, we're not going to have much of the ball. We need to dig in. We need to be powerful and athletic. Mm. Um, I think he's ideal for them. Um, I think his performance shouldn't be forgotten. As in a London derby, that's an extremely difficult place to go. And he was outstanding. Mm. Outstanding. Yeah, um, Chris on Twitter has said, and I'll ask you, Chris, this one. Mm-hmm. Do you think our chances of January signings rely heavily on whether or not we're still in the Champions League? No, because the budgets and that sort of thing are usually sorted out at the start of the year. So I think at this stage, if we're going to sign someone, it's irrelevant if we get to the knockouts or not. I know obviously you get a little bonus at the end of the season if you've made the knockouts. You get an extra 
10, 15 million, but I, th- I would have thought already right now they're probably sizing up targets. And Definitely. Kev said about the 100 million extension on the loan, whether or not that's had an impact on the finances for transfers, I suspect it might. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I, d- I don't think our performance in the Champions League at the moment will affect whether or not we buy anyone. I, I would say I'm worried about the January window. Um, according to the Sunday Express today, we're linked with Bradley Dack. Have you ever Blackburn. heard of Bradley? Blackburn, yeah. Obviously, Chris knows his football. Yeah. Link, link one. So here we go, you know. Um, and I think if you... It's signing for the future, yeah. wouldn't it? It would be, but I think if you read the um, Tottenham Hospital Supports Trust minutes from the meeting they had with Levy a couple of weeks ago, mm. there's a few worrying aspects with that. I think that our transfer policy will stay as it has for the mm. last five years. You're not going to see any marked changes in it, yeah. I don't think. Po- Pochettino's post-match press conference was very interesting because I don't believe we'll sign anyone in January. I think he's really difficult, but he was very, very positive when people ask questions about the January transfer window. And Pochettino is a manager that will say it how it is so it's it's a difficult one it's a difficult mm-hmm. one on that Bradley Dack one I saw the last player we got from League One didn't turn out to be it too bad well so maybe that. they're trying to you know th- the players are there if they're given the opportunity oh, give them a chance yeah. if you look at England players are there if you're given the chance yeah. I would know? say about players that play and that move to the Premier League from the lower leagues you have that tenacity and that work rate and that Toughness, yeah. Because if you don't, if you're playing low league football and you don't have that, you won't make it. No. Because there are certain players in the Premier League that if you put them in League One, they wouldn't be able to handle no. it. No. They wouldn't. They literally no. wouldn't get a kick. Yeah. So a lot, lot of them play for Woolwich in defence. <laughs> so to be able to actually have a, a do you know, be a young English player and mm. be an established player in mm. the lower leagues, you have to have that. Yeah. And yeah, that's absolutely. a quality a lot of Premier League players don't have. So I'm, I'm all for it. He's a young yeah. player. Yeah. You know, it'd be a signing for the future. Trust the. Trust the club. Trust the process. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the end of the show. Um, thanks Brilliant. everyone for joining. Some great questions thanks, there. Great questions. Big couple of weeks coming up as well. Uh, enjoy the enjoy celebrating the one 0 win against West Ham. So it's always good to win their cup final. Mm. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised. Until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. 
We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanche Flower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.